Hello, everyone. Welcome to Danny's Diary, a podcast powered by Singing News Magazine. I'm your host, Danny Jones. My guest today, Scott Fowler of Legacy 5. Hello, Scott. Woo! How are you doing? Cue applause. Cue applause. Uh, well, Man, we'll, I'm... we'll wait till that overwhelming ovation dies down before <laughs> yes. we move on here. <laughs> Please, folks. Yeah. Man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, I don't know that I've ever been a guest on your uh, podcast, and so it's a delight to be here. And well, I was just wondering, like, you know, who did this to me? What group, you know, kicked me out of this slot? And Well, we have several who would like to talk to you <laughs> when this is over. They'll be lined up at the door That's out there. Funny. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, we're glad to have you. Uh, Scott Fowler, Legacy 5, uh, it's been a big year. Uh, the year 2019, actually, was a big year for Legacy 5. Uh, Saw the departure of a of an original member. Mm-hmm. You added some new faces, and uh, all of a sudden, Scott Fowler is in. Oh my, we've got to do some <laughs> rearranging. But as you have done in the past, you took advantage of the situation and came out with a group that's just doing really well right now. Well, man, I appreciate you saying that. Um, it is doing really well from my perspective, and and what defines really well for me is. Um, I love the sound. I love the direction. I love the style. I love these guys and what they bring to the table. I love traveling with them. I know we're kind of, you know, probably still on a honeymoon, but they're easy to get along with. And the older I get, that's that becomes more important to me all the time. And the other things become less important. Uh, but I don't feel like I had to sacrifice anything that I wanted um, professionally or personally. Uh, by adding these two new guys, and so I'm I'm thrilled. You know, uh, one personnel change is challenging as it by itself, but when you have two that happen essentially at the same time, that's right. What what does a personnel in change? Uh, I'm sorry. What does a personnel change entail for a group manager? What, what take us beyond the obvious? Yeah, man. I, I will tell you this before I kind of answer that question. Uh, a year before this happened, if anyone would have said to me, hey, let me tell you what's going to happen next year. You need to start kind of thinking about it. You're going to have two guys depart at the same time. Honest to goodness, I would have said to you, you know what, there'll be three. Because I'm I just I'm tired of that fight. Uh, I'm I'm tired of, of just always feeling like I'm rebuilding and feeling like about the time I get things how I want them, it changes. I think I would have told you I, I seriously doubt that I will stick that out. And because that's how one person leaving makes me feel mm-hmm. most of the time. Uh, I will tell you what I've told everybody else and even told my wife because it's the truth. I was less uptight. I was less anxious. Any of the bad feelings, I had less of that this time than ever before with having two. Mm -hmm. And I can't explain it. People say, well, did you pray? And I didn't have time to pray. I didn't know they were leaving. It happened, and I had this overwhelming sense of calm. I can't explain it, but it's just the way it was. And so it was much different for me this time because – my attitude was, obviously, I've got a lot of work right now. Everything else in my life must stop. I have to concentrate on this crisis, this emergency. Uh, it was triaged right up front. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, in spite of that, I had a, a real calm, a real peace, because I felt like after doing this 30 years, I feel like I have finally learned 
as long as this is what God wants me to do at this point in my life, it will happen. And I'll have to do my due diligence. I'll have to go through the process. But he will make it happen. And if it isn't what he wants me to do right now, it won't happen. And I'm okay with that, too. Right. Well, you know, when when this process was going on, you and I talked a few times about some potential things that you were considering. And even then, uh, you made the comment, you know, I'm okay with this. This Mm -hmm. is... I, I, I'm not stressing like I thought I would. Right. I mean, we're we're going to be fine. I've just got to find the right pieces, and I'm just doing doing it twice at one time. And you were you honestly just like you said, you were so relaxed during that whole time. But what people don't realize, it was time for a new album. It was anything that a group needed to do for their next year. You were hitting that time. Right, trying to find two vocalists as well. Yeah, in fact, the the, the new recording that you're talking about, Pure Love, uh, we were probably ninety five percent of the way finished. Mm-hmm. All of the vocals were done. Uh, we had not taken pictures yet. Um, some of the mixing hadn't happened, but all of the guys had put their voices on, and it was done. And of course, all of that part had to be redone. Uh, I, I will tell you a great story about Scott Howard. He was, he was here 20 years, he, as you mentioned, a charter member. Um, Josh Feimster turned in his resignation, and I just sent out a group text to everybody and said, hey, uh, Josh Feimster has turned in his resignation. Uh, he's done it right. Nobody's mad. There wasn't a fight. He got another opportunity at home, making twice as much money, and he gets to stay home and no one can blame him for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, so he's doing it right. He's going to stay uh, until we find somebody. I said, but here's where I am. Uh, what I'm saying to the rest of you guys is if you have an expiration date and you know what that is, or if you're contemplating an expiration date on yourself with this group, uh, I would really like to know that now. And I won't be mad. It won't be a thing. I, we will work together to make it happen. Uh, but if we're going to make uh, any more changes, I would rather do it all at once. And five minutes later, I got a phone call from Scott Howard. And he said, I think I have an expiration date. So and what was your first reaction to that phone call? My, my first reaction was, uh, Scott, um, I told you I wouldn't be mad and this wouldn't be a thing. So it's not going to be a thing. Um and I said, dude, of all the people that have ever been in this group, you deserve to have whatever you want to have in your life. You have been here 20 years as an employee. You weren't a part owner. I mean, that is unheard of. Mm-hmm. And you have been a model employee. If I don't even like that word, but uh, you've been a model employee, a great person to work with. And I will celebrate you, man. I will throw a party for you. Tell me what you need. Mm-hmm. And he said, honestly, he said, I'm, I'm interviewing for this job tomorrow. I'm confident they're going to give it to me. And my question for you was going to be, do you want to stagger this at all or do you want to do it all at once? He said, I will do whatever's easiest for you. And I said, man, I, I love you for that. I appreciate it. it um, please don't take this personal, but let's just do it all at once. And he said, I think if I were you, that's how I would do it. And so that's how we did it. Yeah. And it was great. It was seamless. 
were friends with everybody. Josh and I are friends. Scott and I are friends. Nobody left because they were mad about anything. They just had other seasons of life they wanted to go into. Right. You can you can put it all under the heading, life happens. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's go back many, many years. Uh, of course, everybody knows uh, you're, you're, you know, you're with Legacy 5 now, that group got started in 1999 essentially as as cathedrals were mm-hmm. wrapping up their career of which you spent the last uh nine, nine yeah almost almost 10 years. 10 years of the career uh, career of the cathedrals one thing that uh, that's never really been talked about publicly you and i discussed backstage somewhere along the way maybe a year ago and when you told me this story, I was saying, okay, this is so neat for those people who love the behind the scenes oh aspects of I'm gospel. I'm getting nervous now. Well, what you should be. It's what not are you going to throw out? It's not bad. <laughs> but, you know, when someone, when a group of the magnitude of the cathedral says, we're done, it's one thing to tell the fans and the record companies and the booking agents, but how do you go to the other members of the group? and say we're about to hang it up and you relayed to me the story of how you realized things were beginning to happen <laughs> and then when george and glenn made the announcement to to the rest of the cathedrals why don't you t- walk us through that scenario okay i think what you're talking about is how obvious it was that the the winds of change were blowing before they told us they were blowing right and uh that is because uh, George and Glenn were great friends. They were great buddies. They were business partners, but they lived on different schedules. Glenn was a very early riser uh, on the road. I'm sure he was at home as well. He was always the first one up on the bus. Uh, the rest of us, you know, were staggered throughout the day. And George was a late riser, um, primarily because he was always the last one to bed. He he stayed up at night longer than anyone else, and then he slept longer during the day. So they just were on different schedules, literally. So um, typically, you know, George, when he would wake up, he would exercise and maybe just eat a sandwich on the bus. You know, he was watching, he was being very careful with his health, and uh, he took very good care of himself. By the time George got up and finished his walk, Glenn had had breakfast, he had read the newspaper, he had called his booking agent, and he had had lunch. I mean, he had put in a full day when George w- – so they were just on different schedules. So they didn't eat together, hardly ever. So when we started noticing the two of them hooking up during the day by themselves, uh, drinking coffee at a cafe or in the back of the bus in the back lounge, we knew something was brewing because that was very out of character for them simply because of their personal schedules. Mm-hmm. And so uh, – Sure enough, you know, they came to us one day and they said, guys, we want to talk to you. And and they said, um, this is this is actually the part that's kind of sad to me is because they said, you know, while we while we have a little bit of health left, uh, we'd like to, you know, close close down shop here and retire. So we while we've got a few good years left, we can go places with our families and that kind of thing. And uh, so they said, we're going to finish this year. And I think I don't remember exactly, but they they probably told us that about twelve or thirteen months in advance. And they said this will be our our last year, and uh, we're going to retire. And they said that'll give you guys you know plenty of time to think about what you want to do. And uh, while you've still got a job here, 
you can put together what's next for you. And so that's what we did. They were very gracious. And as you know, you know, Roger and I put together our group mm-hmm. on the cathedral's time. The last year, we got everything together. We recorded two CDs. Um, and we had everything in place. When they said goodbye, Legacy 5 said hello. Right. And literally, it was just a matter of weeks between the final cathedral performance and the first Legacy 5 performance. You yeah. really never, you'd really never stopped. No, we ha- I had typical uh, December vacation, like always, three weeks off, and then hit the road in January, just like always. Yeah. Of course, you were there at right. the Quartet Convention uh, as well when the cathedrals had their final farewell concert. Right. They took a, I don't know, 30-minute break, and then Legacy 5 came in with our debut performance ever at the, at the same quartet convention. Right. And and uh, I was on the bus, uh, the Legacy 5 bus, the very first weekend. First we'll week. talk about that in just a few moments. You're listening to Danny's Diary, a podcast powered by Singing News Magazine. Speaking of Singing News Magazine, if you do not get that magazine delivered to your home every month, you need to do so. You can keep up with Legacy 5, the Perrys, and all the other groups in Southern Gospel Music. Simply dial 800-527-5226 or visit singingnews.com. One final question, Scott, about your cathedral days. After you got the news from Glenn and George that they were going to retire the group, what was the first thing that went through your mind? Uh, I, I don't know with certainty. I can tell you what I feel like probably the first thing that went through my mind was uh, is Fowler, you did this. You lived the dream. And you were one of the last three people that got to live this dream. And for me, man, you know the deal, man. When you live, when you grow up loving Southern gospel music, there are only a couple of places you could go to feel like you were at the pinnacle of what this genre had to offer. Mm. And I will say that the whole time I was there, I, I was wise enough to realize I was there. And I enjoyed every minute of it. And I just remember thinking, you got to do something that no one will ever get to do again. They are retiring. No other kid will have this opportunity. And you got to do it for 10 years. Dude, you need to be thankful and grateful every single day. And you, and you were there at a time where Glenn and George, and, and they both admitted this, you were there at a time when they had finally got to the point where they could enjoy it. It right. wasn't a constant struggle to keep right. the bus running or anything like that. They had The group had succeeded on yes. uh, all the different definitions of succeeded, and you got to be there at a very fun time yes. for everybody. Yes, it yeah. was very. you're right. It was very fun, and uh, this is not false humility, but I was just fortunate enough to have a front row seat to something pretty historic that I had nothing to do with. I had I had no part in building that. They built it. They laid the foundation of the success of their group long before I ever showed up. Right. And I just happened to be in on the tail end of a great thing, and uh, I'm just very, very grateful. I and, really am. And here we are now, slightly more than two decades later, and you've come to the harsh realization, <laughs> uh, the harsh reality even that uh, there is a new milestone for Scott Fowler, and there's two actually. One of which, thanks to Brian Walker, <laughs> you are no longer the shortest man yeah. on the stage. For the first time in my professional life, 
I am not the shortest. Isn't that crazy? It's incredible. 30, over 30 years, yeah. I've always been the shortest person until now. Thank you, Brian Walker. Right. But now we've got to examine the other side in all degree of fairness for the first time. We don't have to be fair yes, and balanced. Yes, we can. We really the, don't. For the very first time, Scott Fowler is now the oldest member of the group on stage. I am, man. Isn't that crazy? Of course, I never was with the cathedrals. wasn't even close. But I've never been the oldest person in the group until this change, until the two new guys came. And I am now the oldest member of the group because it was Scott Howard. And when he left, man, that bumped me up and I wasn't smart enough to hire somebody older than me. So and so who's second oldest? Lee. Okay. Lee Black, our new tenor, is the second oldest. And how many years between uh, you two? I think he's 51, so I think there's two years difference. Okay. So, Yep. I'm no longer the shortest, which is good, but I am now the oldest. I'm not sure if that's There's good. There's a trade-off in everything. <laughs> all right. The new Legacy 5 album is titled Pure Love. features all the, the new members of the group, uh, plus Matt and Scott and Josh. Uh, tell us about what's going on with that album today. What, what, what's happening radio-wise? What's happening uh, uh, in the next for fu- uh, foreseeable future for the Pure Love album? Man, first of all, going back to the genesis of this album uh, it is a little bit of a departure for Legacy Five. It's, I, I guess, I guess you would you'd say it's a little more progressive. I'm not sure I even know what that word means. That's just what everybody's telling me that this is a more progressive um, album. I just here's what I discovered: the songs I was listening to for this new album, the songs that are on it are the ones that I heard the demos and I liked the songs, and I wasn't necessarily looking for. A different style or more progressive i just picked the songs that i liked and these are the songs that speak to me and i guess they just happen to be a little bit more progressive in nature how the writers wrote them um and i'm loving it i was expecting a little a, a little bit of pushback um from the audience or maybe even from the industry and i can honestly say i've only seen one negative comment with regard to to the style, the new direction, if you will, of this record. I've, I've seen one negative comment, and everything else has been great. Uh, a number one song already from this uh, CD called What Kind of Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CD itself, the day it was released on iTunes, was the number three top-selling CD in all of Christian music behind Lauren Daigle was number one, and uh, I think Toby Mack was number two, and then Legacy 5, you know, so <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's neat to know that that folks actually are liking what they hear in this music. And so I'm, I'm really excited about it. So what's next for Legacy 5? I mean, obviously, you know, in the world of Southern gospel music, you have to keep something in motion all the time. And you uh, you do that on several different levels, not only as part of the group, but also you do, you do some event promotion throughout the year, several different locations. Uh, what's, what's next on your horizon? Man, you know, there, you're right. There always has to be what's next the next thing uh as as we speak here today i'm not sure when your podcast is going to be available for folks to listen to but as we speak here today i feel like what what we're still doing eight months into this new group is is just gelling as a group uh trying to plant our our feet and get our roots as this new legacy five um how and where that's going to expand next um, I don't know what that is, and I know God does, and 
and I'm, I'm confident that he'll lead and direct our paths. But right now, we're still just concentrating on this new album and uh, singing these new songs. Uh, our audience, many many folks that come hear us uh, uh, throughout the year, uh, we haven't even made it to their town yet with the new group. And so we're still just really focused on um, uh, allowing people to hear what we now have. And so uh, that's what's next. Is, is making sure everybody that hears Legacy 5 gets to hear this new group. Our guest today has been Scott Fowler of Legacy 5. Scott, where, where, where can people find out information about Legacy 5 in the world of the Internet? Well, of course, our website is just our name, Legacy 5, F-I-V-E, Legacy5.com. And then uh, where the most action happens for us, honestly, is on, on Facebook and even Instagram, but, but mostly Facebook. Uh, and that's where we, we post our fun videos that people can see as they happen. Lots of neat things happen uh, on our Facebook account. Speaking of Facebook, now I have known Scott Fowler probably close to 30 years. And it wasn't until about eight months, nine months ago, something like that, I rarely, if ever, saw Scott Fowler himself on Facebook. And then all of a sudden, my feed was blowing up with Scott Fowler uh, post. What happened, Scott? Well, you know, a couple things happened. Uh, number one, the new group happened, and I was very excited about that. But just some some things personally and and me that, that, that you know the big word now I guess is my evolution as a person, my evolution as a believer. Um, just I think my growth perhaps and maturity. I just have some things I feel like i want to say well it, it's it's really interesting following you on facebook you know sometimes you get some really good deep stuff and then you get a few things now and then it's just off the wall that <laughs> scott fowler said that you know it's it's, it's, it's great i mean it, it, it's it's like seeing another side of a person you never knew existed but I, I i remember the day that i saw multiple scott fowler posts for the first time on facebook and it it actually just changed my whole world to the point of like something has happened <laughs> I've got to call him. Hey, our guest today, once again, has been Scott Fowler of Legacy 5. Thanks for dropping by, Scott. We appreciate it. Thank you, Danny. And uh, be watching for the next episode of Danny's Diary.